Welcome to another session of La Palanga en la Sala. We are here in Oakland, California. I am your co-host, Jacobo DJ Pozole, and in La Sala with me is DJ China Tu Madre and Meili, and sitting next to her is Federico, uh, DJ Papicotor, and over here we have Arjuna, DJ right. Smokestack, and our special guest in La Sala is Marco Suarez, formerly of Calix, Berkeley. Now the, can you give us your your official producer title? Sure. At Pandora. Your no 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 your <laughs> full My scope full? of everything you. <laughs> everything you've ever done. Uh, no 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 because no, you're producing music now. You're fortunate enough to uh, be creating music with. My boy Roger Mas, we have a group Los Disco Duro, which is sort of an electro cumbia, uh, vintage, futuristic revival of Casio vocoder aesthetic. If um, anybody that doesn't get the play on words, Disco Duro also means hard drive. So we're Los Disco Duro. Uh, so, so been doing that. So that's sort of a, a creative outlet for me. Been DJing for a long time. Uh, used to be a DJ on Calix, uh, which is the University of California at Berkeley Public Radio Station. And the show was called. Uh, I just used my name, Marcos Juarez. Um, so no, you had a me. title of the show, no? I didn't. What? No. I could have sworn I, I had it. Should oh. have. <laughs> um, sometimes we had a specially, especially Latin show on Calix called A Medianoche, okay. but that was like at midnight, uh-huh, obviously. Uh-huh. But no, I, I mean, just I kind of used my name. I, I was a little uh, hesitant to, to use a pseudonym. But it was all like international focus, right? Uh, yeah, huge. Well, you know, I'm as you know, super into Latin American music, right. African music, international music. But then also, I played a lot of funk and soul. And it was an awesome show. It was Thank by you. far the the hey. best show. It was the only show I really like specifically turned into when I was at work and listened to. Oh, stop it! No, really, really. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, really kind of you, and it was great to have actually have you, all you had, of you except for. Uh, I was about to Robert. say you had great guests. I had very talented <laughs> guests with deep crates. You know, and that always makes you look good too when you have like, oh, check out my boy. Okay, play records for an hour. I'm like, yeah, that was my show. Like, you know, you always, uh, you know, which is exactly what we're doing today, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So it's only it's only fair that uh, the tables are turned now. But uh, great to be here. Now, I've just been into music for a long time. Worked in record stores forever. Did radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're with for, Pandora. Now for Pandora, which is an internet uh, radio company. Right. You, people States. out there may have heard of it. Maybe have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, been, been doing it all for a while. Nice, nice. With every, you know, La Palanga and La Sala, we try to figure out, well, where do we want to direct the show? And we always ask our guests, where where do they want to go? And Marcos, you, your first inclination was to go to? Well, uh, to, to Haiti. Well, like, I've been stuck on Haitian music for a yeah. long time. I know that's like sort of an obsession of yours, too. I, was, I feel like that was one of the first things we ever connected on. Totally, like, <laughs> our eyes kind of met, <laughs> and, like, we knew that we were... Uh, gonna be compatible as DJ right. homies. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, initially Arjuna was like, "Oh, let's do steel drums," and I love steel drums, especially when they're you know in somewhere that you don't expect yeah. steel drums, like in some musical context or something like that, where they're like improvising or you know not just doing uh, like banana boat or what, <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about or your Mozart or something. But unfortunately, I don't have any steel drums, uh, but I do have a ton of Haitian music. Yeah, and then also. I thought another cool sort of corollary to that would be to add uh, Dominican music. Yeah, same island, same, lots of connections there. 
Yeah. Lots of interesting things Lots of to talk about. borrowing from each other also. Exactly. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but before we go any further, I think we need to do a little toast here for belated cumpleaños oh. to uh, our <laughs> beloved yeah. Papi Couture here. Oh. It was his... I don't. I was uh, thirty turned, uh, something. Twenty eight. Thirty something. Thirty something. <laughs> <laughs> thirty eight. You look 30 great. Thirty eight. Thank you. Thank you. So. Cheers. These are Sapo real, verde. These are real beer bottles. And uh, that's right. Water. And <laughs> we are. Um, yeah. Exactly. With every with every episode, we we typically have some beers. We have plenty of records. The beer of choice this <laughs> this episode is. Something called Ballast Point Brewery Company. We promised that Hako was not sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But if you would like to sponsor us with beer, please we would contact stuff. us. This is a grapefruit sculpin? What did you bring, Marcos? I just brought some. <laughs> this is this brewery in San Diego. They make this beer sculpin, which is an IPA. Then they have a sort of uh, another version of it, grapefruit sculpin. It's like stupid overpriced, <laughs> but uh, it's really good. It's got this fish on I the label. I the sponsorship on, on that <laughs> one. <laughs> but uh, it's good. Yeah, it's got like a poisonous uh, lionfish on it. Um, well, I mean, maybe that's actually good advertising because yeah. you say it's overpriced, but you bought it anyway. That's um, true. Some Somebody's marketing is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's damn good. I just took one to the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, get with the music, though. What do you have... Uh, so what did you bring us? This first one, well, so obviously, yeah, I brought up a mix. Uh, I tried to do sort of a chronological thing, too. I didn't want to bring too much from one era. But to start it off, this is sort of a fundamental, I think, of Dominican music. Uh, Angel Viloria, who is a accor- accordionist uh, from the Dominican Republic, brought his band to New York in the early 50s and was sort of the first uh, Dominican conjunto based in New York, um, sort of disseminating that music uh, in the United States. Uh, so this is Angel Viloria, and the singer is Dioris Valladares, who is also a Dominican. Uh, would go on to do a lot of different styles. I think he recorded some albums on Alegre too. Like, um, but anyways, yeah. Cool. Let's check it out. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, Marcos, man. Tell us about that second song you just played. Uh, that was Nemu Jean-Baptiste, who is credited as being the creator of Compa. Compa is sort of the, the national right. musical output or the national dance genre, music genre of Haiti. Uh, Nemu Jean-Baptiste, one of the first band leaders uh, to, to really uh, bring the style into its own and to sort of, uh, he's credited with creating it. Uh, he is a saxophonist and... Um, the name of the piece was Apouye Pas Frappe, and you have to excuse my French, like that's that's a guess of how that's pronounced. Um, <laughs> but the first piece that we listened to, Angel Viloria, that old merengue, it said, was a huge inspiration for Nemu Jean-Baptiste to create the compa direct style. And you can definitely hear uh, a lot of overlap, a lot of similarities with the saxophone and the accordion and, and even the rhythm and the tempo and the, the, mm -hmm. the phrasing of the... Uh, Versus 
So what what years are we with these records from? I think the Angel Viloria is probably early 50s. Like I'm not sure exactly. I think maybe like 55 or something like this. And the Nemo Jean Baptiste is I think early 60s. It's on. It's funny that they're both on Ansonia. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, one of the great labels. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like amazing output from Cuba and Puerto Rico right. and Haiti. Uh, like looking at this record, it's called a musical tour of Haiti. Like it's super <laughs> like for American audiences. It has both the English and the French on the back. Um, but it's interesting, like, you know, Haitian music, you don't really hear about in the same context as like Cuban music or Puerto Rican music. Of course not, yeah. But before uh, their long period of dictatorships, like this music was marketed, you know, internationally. And, um, and you know, for good reason. I mean, it's super appealing and, you know, obviously a lot of people would respond to it. That's amazing. You know, I yeah. never, I never really heard that connection between Dominican and, and Haitian music going on so early on. La later on, you even start seeing like people stealing songs from each other. But I never heard such an early influence like this one. It's right. Really cool. Well, you know, they have such a defined like border and cu two cultures, you know. But obviously, they've been in the same boat, so to speak, for a long time. <laughs> there had to be a lot of cross pollination. Of course, of course. Um, so I would imagine like. The reason Nemo Jean Baptiste responded so much to Angel Viloria was also based on just sort of a shared cultural experience that goes back probably, you know, centuries. Right, right. Musically, at least, there is a lot of common ground and uh, shared experience. Yeah, I wonder, you know, they will say that music and food are the two things that wind up, you know, <laughs> like thriving and continue to evolve in awesome ways, regardless of political borders. And I wonder whether or not they've got dishes that are the same too. I, I'm sure. Oh, right? of course, of course. Yeah, right. yeah radio frequencies travel <laughs> cross borders. And uh, I mean, the, the other big thing is in terms of records specifically is the distribution, right? The diaspora went a little bit farther than Dominicans, but obviously they both went to Miami. And along with them and the records they both went to New York you know yeah. along with along the records, the records. Yeah. you know that's where so much of the music was recorded that's where the labels were from it's actually in New York by the 70s for Haitian music right and that's you know those are people who had capital to actually buy the records yeah. too which, yeah, yeah definitely I mean, that's the market right and so but then with Haiti they, the diaspora spread to Canada to Montreal Quebec and to Paris and you know to France so you see that's where you end up at least for us in my experience it's where you end up finding the records Miami, New York Montreal and France yeah yeah I try not to buy them from Montreal and France <laughs> postage is a it's a mofo <laughs> okay so so that's a really great start we, we're gonna try to cover a lot of music here I have to say that over the last few episodes, we've been promising how one of these days, Hako is going to come <laughs> out with the famous La Pelanga Compa. Yes, mission. it's going to happen. I promise and, you. Uh, I promise. You heard it first here, folks. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that you, have, that you have something in your crates here that you can follow up these tracks with, no? I would imagine. Yeah, so I would like to play uh, very first, just because, I, you know, if you're a fan of Haitian music, you're a fan of Tabu Combo. It's just like they became kind of like the, the biggest compa band the band that that toured all over the world they went to everywhere from japan to all over europe but you know they they evolved quite a bit i don't know they were just like most other compa bands at the time before they went very like funk and you know yeah you know what i'm talking about they i know what you're talking about yeah no, that was <laughs> before they were dressed up in like crazy ass costumes yeah that was my first introduction to haitian music was Tabu combo definitely okay so the the track I'm going to play off this 
Tapu Combo record is called Se Pas. I think it really exemplifies the direction that I think Combo music was going in general. This was like late 60s, where it kind of went from what we just heard of like a little more romantic, a little kind of soft, breezy, you know, swaying type of music to, I don't know, a little more hard, direct breaks almost. And uh, I think it was just like the sign of the times where people were going, but um, I'll let you guys hear and tell me what you think. Ah oui, gain de moment, l'homme était forme d'arriver. Parce que la vie pour moi, gain de froid, pas favorable. J'entends des mâmes chanter, gain l'autre même qui n'a la peine. Nous c'est qui a prié, nous c'est qui même dans la joie. Mais la vie pour moi, c'est une vraie tragédie. Mais la vie pour moi, c'est une vraie tragédie. Okay, so that was Tabu Combo from their very first LP on the Ibo label. Uh, the song was called Sepas. And uh, as you could hear, they, they actually featured an accordion player, which is kind of unique for Haitian groups. I, I always wish. Like the, I feel like the accordion is starting to sound more French now. Yeah. Chanson. <laughs> and uh, but you could you Chanson. could kind of hear the the that like I don't know the break the the hard like you yeah. know what I mean like you know you could tell that they were kind of pushing and the the music a bit you know yeah they got into that like Montuno like jamming kind of part 
Right. And it does have this very like hard hitting, like choppy, choppiness kind of thing. I bet that people were not like, I bet the old people were very critical. Of that. <laughs> oh yeah. They're like, I don't know, these stuff these kids are listening to these days. Right. <laughs> I think. I mean, they were all young men at that point, and you know they were feeling, you know, it's the late '60s, and that was, you know, the the sign of the times of pushing, yeah. and you hear the like the wah wah and the guitar, and you know, breaking from the old. Arjuna. I see you have a lovely record in your lap there. Yeah, in my hand I have about one eighth of my whole uh, <laughs> Asian record collection. <laughs> one thing I love about Belonging in La Sala is it's just a great opportunity to to dig into the far reaches of our collections and play the tracks, play the records that we wouldn't really play otherwise. So today I brought my, I'm pretty sure I brought my entire Haitian collection. I was going through and I like going through it a second time and pretty sure I got them all and this is one this is the first one that I would play if, if I could only play one track I just it's one of those records where I could just let ride the entire time um, nice. we've been talking about our French pronunciation it's gonna get even worse here <laughs> um, so this is um, Gesner on Henri I think that's perfect that's beautiful Wow. the record is trio select um, and the track is gross bamboo <laughs> got it <laughs> so, um, why don't uh, we allow the music to <laughs> redeem <laughs> redeem this uh, wicked pronunciation? Gros um, bamboo, here we go. Keep speaking French, I'm going to kiss you, dude. <laughs> Chachi, ayo je n'ai un bel bambou, 
C'est ça qui fait que yo content. Y a marché dans toute la rue, y a contrôlé toute belle bambou. Là yo jeune yo belle bambou, yo relé à Imbongo, Bongo Bongo Bongo. Ay 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 Big big bambou bambou, ou pas une belle bambou, pas une belle femme. So Melly was just asking about the year. She thought that perhaps um, that might have been a little earlier than those last couple tracks, and we kind of agree that it has that sound. But that, that actually turns out it's from 1973. Um, go, going back to that that breezy, laid-back sound that Huckleball was referencing earlier. Definitely for me, a Sunday afternoon record. Yes. It, al it also sounds like you're ready to review your Sunday afternoon beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What do, you, what do you have to say about it? I think we've already said <laughs> <laughs> all that we need to say, Everybody considering we're not yet uh, sponsored. Um, <laughs> so, ballast point, holler at us. Yeah. Us to keep talking about it. <laughs> Everybody in here, even the way you look, the way you're holding up your beer, you look like you're ready for a snapshot. I mean, like I Instagram advertising. So are we going to keep staying in Haiti or are we going to cross the border? What are we this, doing next, this guys? Is, this is still in Haiti right okay. here. Um, this is Les, uh, les Schleuschle à uh, New York. I love saying Schleuschle. Yes. How can you not sing Schleuschle? I mean, so um, and the track is called L'Evangile, which was apparently, um, there's a cover that exists that was done by Uganda, Kenya. Oh, wow. Which, uh, is who are from Colombia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's, let's put it on. Ça fait me dit trois fois trois, ça le fait! Oh! 
Selon l'échelle, il y a un seul Dieu en trois personnes. Il y a un chlechle en un personne. N'a pas un divisible de toi. Ça fait me dire trois fois toi. C'est pas la gueule qui fait.
All right. Wow. Uh, that was that was really nice. What was that again? That, that was, uh, was uh, L'Evangile um, by Les Schlechler. Okay, that's crazy because I have that record and uh, I don't even like. I obviously have not listened to it enough because I'm like I haven't. Even, like, what, what song is that? L'Evangile, <laughs> 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 man, the the gospel, right? They're preaching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and this is off of uh, Mini Records, which you guys were talking about, which of the labels. Right, uh, out of New York, mm-hmm. one of the big New York Haitian labels, and definitely still, or at least their catalog, you can still find it. Like it still says Mini Records, like it hasn't been acquired by mm. other entities. So, like if you look on iTunes, not to plug anyone online retailer, <laughs> but <laughs> it still says Mini Records, and well, their, yeah, their catalog is super deep. Well, that's a good point to talk about what you do right now at. At Pandora, your uh, my focus is uh, Latin American mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Latin music is like not a genre. Right. You know, <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm doing my best to represent the cultures of this hemisphere, and um, I kind of just as an aside, you know, I have a strong affinity for Haitian music. I can't really understand anything that's being said, but obviously, you know, we, we feel the aesthetic and what's going on. So yeah, I've try to do my best to sort of fill that in on Pandora to provide that music to people who maybe would be interested. But you were saying that Mini is actually its own entity still. Have you purchased music or like acquired music from? I, I have. I have. I mean, it, it may be distributed by some. I mean, I'm sure it's distributed, but obviously they're not still distributing. But in some form or fashion, they are still somebody. Somebody controls that catalog and it is continued to be under the moniker of Mini. Um, and I tried to reach them. They have a website that's super outdated. They have like a Yahoo account that nobody will. <laughs> you do you want to try any of these four phone numbers listed on the back of the I record? From the seventies, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's interesting. No, there's like uh, there's a phone Jackson number Hayes. I called. I, I I called. It's a it's a New York number. And the woman I got the feeling had received phone calls before from inquiries. You know, uh, weirdo record uh, collectors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's like, no. So I don't know. Mini records, like uh, you know. Do the shit. You had an interesting comment about the name Lishlushle, which we all love saying. Yeah, you, well, there's a book, A Day for the Hunter, A Day for the Prey, which is one of the main books written in English about Haitian music. And forgive me, I'm forgetting the author, but God bless him for writing that book because uh, it was, you know, for me, very important. It's hard to find information about Haitian music, Haitian culture. Uh, so apparently, according to the author, according to this book, Lishlushle was their attempt to sort of be Afrocentric and to sort of. Uh, highlight African roots of Haitian culture. And we were all commenting like, Shlishla does not sound like any African, anything we've ever heard, but you know, more power to them for like, trying yeah. to highlight their you know, Afrocentricity. And in the early 70s, you know, that was popping off everywhere. Like, you know, I think uh, spurred by United States and maybe independence movements in Africa, but you have everybody get in touch with, with, their, with their black roots and so. Shlishla, it is. I'm, uh, I'm really curious to see what else you have in those. Yeah, I, you brought a big bag of records, my man, and we need to okay. get in there. Well, I wonder, I'm just, I don't know what direction to go in. There's, there's so many, so many <laughs> possibilities. Should we, should we hop back over to the yeah, let's cross the border the again. The yeah, Republica. Okay, yeah. let me, let me dig some out, and then we can talk about it. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Okay, Marcos, what did you uh, grab out of your bag there? Rafael Solano, who is a nice. pianist and band leader from the Dominican Republic, an orchestral style of merengue. Um, 
that became popular in the you know 50s and 60s. Everybody was doing sort of big band arrangements. This is I want to say late 60s. I have a, my apologies, but uh, the name of the song is "A Bailar Mangulina," which is uh, not a merengue actually. It's a mangulina, um, which is another rhythm, which I think is from more the area of Santo Domingo. Like the merengue rhythm comes from Cibao, which is in the north of the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is actually from Santo Domingo, from from Southern okay. Republica Dominicana, and uh, it's the beat. All right, let's play it. <laughs>
que yo te di mi vida, te di mi amor Y recuerdo siempre que me decías Que yo te adoro tanto mi corazón Ay, pero me engaño Porque la muy ingrata me traicionó ya no queda nada, 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 todo acabó. Pobrecito de mí, y me dejó solito llorando. Y me dejó solito llorando. Porque si sabes que te quiero. Porque si sabes que te adoro, porque me dejas llorando, porque me dejas tan solo y me dejó solito llorando y me dejó solito llorando. No me digas que no sufras, es que me ahogan las penas, es que mi vida sin ella. Es una amarga condena Y me dejó solito llorando Y me dejó solito llorando about that, that second song you just that was beautiful. put on uh word yeah that's uh, as i was mentioning like one of my favorite recordings uh of cuban music done by dominicans <laughs> uh that was los aijados which is cuco and martin baloy who are brothers cuco baloy one of the sort of stalwarts of dominican music recorded tons of salsa merengue sones but his first project with his brother was with his brother martin where they sort of do their trio matamoros Duo Los Compadres, like Sones Montunos uh, style. Um, so that was Amarga Condena on the Cubane label. Uh, Cubane recorded a ton of great Dominican stuff. I think it actually, they started in Cuba mm -hmm. after the revolution, they moved to Miami. And so they stopped recording Cuban music and started recording Dominican music primarily. Um, 
and so there's tons of great Cubane recordings uh, that are actually being reissued digitally too. So, anyways, Los Aikados. And then we started out with uh, Rafael, Sa- Rafael Solano, right. uh, Bailar Mangulina. I, I suggest we, we stay in Dominica and uh, play, I don't know, a more, maybe a more typical merengue? Do it, man. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I, can, I will never say no to that. I, you might remember one of my previous comments, which is like, if you are, don't get up and dance to this, then you have no soul. <laughs> um, so one of those, I, I think, would be great. Right. No judgment. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so we would be remiss if we didn't go into the golden era of of uh, merengue, right? I mean, yeah, I would. The, it would which be is cool. really considered like what the late seventies to late 80s right when merengue eclipsed salsa as being the dance mm-hmm. latin genre of choice and mm-hmm. uh, commercial prominence exactly and one of the biggest stars was el mayembe uh fernando villalona and uh, so i have one of his one of his classic records here with one of his classic songs on the cubane label yes yes and uh one of these i say classic because it's one of my favorites because i always love playing this when we when we were out and DJing Tobacco Euro. Tabaco y ron, tabaco, tabaco, y ron, Porque mande, porque mande, mande, que mande, en el mundo siempre habrá. Porque mande, mande, que mande, en el mundo siempre habrá. Buena gente, mala gente, el que niega, el que siente, sabio, necio, indiferente. Tabaco y ron.
noches está buena para hablar de nuestras penas. Cuéntame tus penas, Martín. Dímelas. Mi vida, 
Okay, so uh, that second record that you just heard was uh, Carlos Manuel, also known as El Safrio. But this is before he was known as El Safrio. Hopefully later on somebody advised him better on what to look like in his cover. <laughs> I know, I, I love it. This is kind of like got it. like his photo taken mid. Mid expression. I, I, like, I, I think li- he's about like trying mm. to like talk to like maybe a woman behind. Like this. Yeah, I like Marcos's imitation of what. Well, I I think it's kind of evocative of his like singing style, like hi, hi, (laughs) hi. (laughs) (laughs) His mouth is kind of like half open. Yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of a interesting tale of Carlos Manuel El Safrio because he he was a huge star in merengue, one of the biggest stars. But then, like many of the stars of that time, they got hooked on drugs, specifically crack. Uh, and he he was he was still trying to make it in New York in the Bronx. He lived in the Bronx, and he was you could there's like YouTube videos of him when he was like on Univision, just strung out. It was high <laughs> and trying to <laughs> yeah score, Aww. and then like trying to come clean, and then like all these failed attempts of getting clean and trying to perform, and he was it was just so sad. You see someone who's like young and looks good and singing good, and then you just. It's just what drugs do, you know. You see someone on, if you've ever had family or friends on drugs, it's it, what it, the toll it takes is just it's sad and scary. And then, but then he apparently found God in the past few years and got some a new hair. And uh, <laughs> first things first. <laughs> first things first. We need a new quaff. We got yeah. a wig. Find God. Get quaff. So. <laughs> <laughs> we probably got some new teeth. And sh- but he's singing again mm-hmm. and performing, and he's actually looks way better. Just like what from a it? like healthy point of view. And no, no, he's singing, you know, popular merengue again, and he s- sounds way better than when he did mm-hmm. when he was uh, when he was hooked. So uh, yeah, good for him. And uh, but he his music is still, you know, these records actually merengue is from the golden era. Are probably some of the cheapest records you can find. Mm-hmm. They're like, right? Um, it feels like everywhere. It's, like, it's one of the things that hasn't become like a right. da- a dance fad. There's no yet. like compilation, right. like no fancy reissue of merengue no. of from the '80s. I'm gonna tell you that I know some 
record sellers that are that have very very deep collections of this kind of merengue and they say you know one, one day this is gonna explode <laughs> and i'm gonna make a lot of money it is we've been waiting on this for like 10 years and it doesn't no it's just a matter it's gotta happen it's right it's gotta happen what's interesting is that if you ever look on youtube oh i love about a merengue is that there's this like element of not taking themselves too seriously of uh, you know especially in live performances of having fun and like lots of double and you know double meanings in their music and lots of you know play on words and having fun and laughing and like crazy dancing uh you know choreography and it seems like every video i see uh, from the 80s recorded in dominican republic <laughs> they like fill the audience with like young women <laughs> who are just like feeling it yeah i know totally and and the, the dudes are sort of like uh, ambivalent about the whole thing. <laughs> like, uh, I'm thinking specifically of like Anthony Santos, that uh, bachata dude, and like he's just emotionless, and the women are going crazy. And anyways, <laughs> some great videos on YouTube. They are fantastic. Yeah. Just for the outfits alone, like it's well worth looking on YouTube. Just look 80s merengue, and you will see the craziest so great. space outfits and people dancing in like awesome choreography. Uh, I remember you posted some of those videos on lapelanga.com. So if you, I you think he's played them as a background. Lapelanga.com, search for merengue. And for <laughs> anybody who might have been out there and wondering, like, hey, you know, I really want to move to this. I'm not quite sure what to do. Like I was saying a second ago, I feel like merengue is the, it's the embodiment of if you can walk, you can dance. Like dancing merengue is a walk. Just relax your knees and walk to the beat, and you probably that's pretty pretty much it. And then you can start doing fancier stuff, but that's it. That's the basic step. It's just walking. So if you can walk, you can yeah. dance. Okay, Arjuna, what do you what you got for us? All right, uh, we hope you enjoyed that little side trip to uh, Dominican Republic. We're gonna head back to where we began, back to Haiti, uh, with the group Channel Ten, and this Stay is. Fresh now. Chanel. 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 There you have it. <laughs> um, the track is Lola. I'm going to let the music just speak for itself and uh, I'll take it from there. Let's hear it. La douceur de ta lèvre, ta m'a provoqué. Oh, Maria Lola. Oh, Maria Lola.
enjoyed that. That was that was really nice. We were reading the liner notes in the back. Um, we it took a group effort <laughs> <laughs> to interpret the just the first paragraph. We left it off of that, and we concluded that um, Chanel Tin. <laughs> <laughs> um, rose to prominence because there was a vacuum created when all of the, the mini groups left. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there was a mass exodus yeah, during the Duvalier yeah, exactly. uh, dictatorship. Papa Doc and Baby Doc. And this is probably the 70s. Everybody went to New York. Exactly. Tom all the went to New York. Schlushle, Difficile de Petionville became DP Express. Like every, right. you just couldn't operate in Haiti. Yeah, so, so in a south. weird way, I mean, it. You could argue that combo music is, you know, it's U.S. You know, is is very much American music. You know, in that it continued here, it developed here, and progressed in New York. And yeah, basically it became Haitian American. Became Haitian and Am- American music, and and it's, it's interesting that you say that, and especially with the state of of Haiti right now, after ha- having undergone, you know less than ideal uh, leadership, earthquake, you know, the poorest country in the hemisphere, you know, you hear all this stuff. The Haitian music now, mostly being made in the United States, and it's like English and Creole. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's really, I don't know, it's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool aesthetic with the new Haitian music, like uh, T-Vice, Glass, mm-hmm. New Look. Mm-hmm. Um, None of it's on vinyl, but if we ever have the, the digital <laughs> oh man. La Sala. That sounds like something I'd want to get on for sure. Uh, I got you. It's it's corny, but you'll love it. Like, it's <laughs> like the most delicious cheese. Che- cheese and corn. Yeah, it's <laughs> cheese and corn. <laughs> exactly. Federico, I see you you have a a lovely record in your lap. Yeah, I was I was thinking the since uh since we're in the French speaking Caribbean or French Creole speaking Caribbean, we could hop across the water to Guadalupe. Um, and play something by La Perfecta. One thing that I love about this actually is that there's there's at least three different Caribbean groups that I know called La Perfecta. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. This is La Perfecta from Guadalupe. Actually, I, I did bring La Perfecta from Suriname and La Perfecta from maybe the most famous one is Eddie Palmieri's La Perfecta from yeah. New York, New Rico, I guess. Are um, they from Guadalupe or Martinique? You know, are you sh- uh, I actually never know. So this this record says that it's from Guadalupe, but. Uh, because there's I a lot a of going back and forth between yeah, the two islands. Yeah, I, I want to say that from Martinique. I trust you more than I trust myself. Okay. But speaking of liner we notes... We should know I this. It's probably something you can Google in two seconds. Yeah, we'll, we'll pause the tape. We'll <laughs> check out Google and then we'll front like we knew. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of liner notes, I love the liner notes on this one because it says, La Perfecta... I'm going to try to translate even though I don't really speak French, but it says, La Perfecta was sick. She was suffering from hypertension, arthritis, and mental deficiency. Well, anyway, she, she, she had to be sent uh, to urgent care in the hospital, and luckily, uh, Jean Tournal could cure her nerves, Alfred Pulval Daddy could cure her articulations, and Alex Betis uh, fixed her mental equilibrium, and the miracle was accomplished. And uh, <laughs> Dang. So, anyway, uh, so the track that I'm going to play, Le Frey Bon U, which I think means something like the great... A real good time. Uh, a real good time. What's interesting is that the song is actually in English, but the oh. name is in French. So yeah. anyway, let's just put it on. Don't tell me where I can find a bean. 
Oh, man, you got us some some queso. For yeah, man. So that's straight from it. where? Queso con maíz. 
Those are the two perfectas. So the first, the first group we heard was La Perfecta from Guadalupe or Martinique or both. Mm -hmm. And then the second one was La Perfecta from Suriname. So, you know, I, I love them both. These are both <laughs> later tracks. And we were just talking about how I think most of us spend a long time passing over all these records from the 80s because they've got these kind of keyboards that maybe sound cheesy right now. But, you know, you can't judge these guys for getting a, getting a hold of a, of a new keyboard and playing with it. And these songs are just super groovy to me. And, and uh, I also figure that 10 years from now, probably that's going to be the retro sound that the kids are going to want to hear, right? So. Yeah, I mean, the same thing happens with fashion, right? Um, I think maybe we play with one or two more records and then we gotta, we gotta call it a episode. Do we? Well, maybe not. We can keep going. Uh, but let's, let's for sure squeeze in a couple more. Marcos, do you have? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I have, I have something, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of cool, you know, we're talking about Haiti and Republica Dominicana and, uh, how there is some, um, I mean, obviously ongoing animosity, mm -hmm. uh, political, cultural, historical, but there is also some cool sort of fusion and collaboration of the two styles, which totally makes sense, as, as we've sort of been talking about. Uh, so yeah, I definitely have some some pieces of music that sort of reference both styles. I would love to hear that. One. So yeah, so this is uh, Los Diplomaticos de Haiti, the diplomatics, or the diplomats of Haiti. Um, I just randomly found this record uh, on eBay, which is, you know, cheating. That's not really digging, but this dude, the dude who I got this from had a bunch of cheesy stuff, but I saw this, the cover looked tight, and it's called Los Diplomaticos de IT. Uh, anyway, the name of the song is Linda Quisqueya, which is uh, the uh, Taino name, or what's the other, uh, Ara, what's the other old school tribe? That's Arawak? Arawak, maybe, yeah. Forgive my ignorance. But anyway, they, they used to call it Quisqueya. Mm -hmm. um, so this is called Linda Quisqueya. It's on Cuco Valois' label, who we referenced earlier. Um, but this is a group, uh, this, the saxophonist is from Haiti, but went to the Dominican Republic. And I'm going to find out his name for you uh, after the break. Anyway, every other song on this record is scratched, except for this one, Linda Quisqueya. And it just happens to be the most perfect uh, fusion. For me, this is like... The like the perfect fusion of Haiti and Dominican Republic, and like this is sort of like was a uh, a foundation, sort of cornerstone of a DJ set for me. So.
Mírame Juanita como estoy desesperado Porque yo yo no ven, no A Doña María ya yo le he dicho no ven, no A toda la muchacha ya yo le he dicho
Okay, so Marcos, what was that second record you, you so, played for us? Uh, that was Francisco Cruz, who uh, I would imagine that's not his uh, birth name on the back. He sort of has a little biography where he says that he arrived uh, at the age of 16 uh, to Santo Domingo, the capital of the Dominican Republic from Haiti. So I, I, I would imagine the assimilation process, he changed his name to Francisco Cruz. But this is from an album that was released in 1987 uh, called uh, Juanita La Cafetera. That's the title track, and that's what we just listened to. And then and, we, and it's probably why he's holding a little cafecito. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all daintily. All <laughs> I was going to say that part of his assimilation process was definitely a new haircut, huh? Yeah, the perm was part of it. And, you know, 1987, perms, perms were cracking. I guess perms were cracking for, like, Half wow. of the 20th yeah. century. Yeah, so. 1987. Everyone with straight hair was trying to get curly hair. Yeah. Everyone with curly hair was trying to get straight hair. I'm surprised hair. it's not a Jerry curl, honestly. Like uh, <laughs> with Fido Vargas or something. Uh, and then we began with Los Diplomaticos de Haiti. Um, and I was trying to remember the name of the band leader. And it's Emilio Petiote or Petiote. I don't know. I'm not going to try and pronounce it in <laughs> French. But Los Diplomaticos, also another group with members from Haiti relocating to the Dominican capital, mm-hmm. Santo Domingo. And uh, sort of creating a new sound or fusing merengue, which was so popular at the time. So you kind of had to like, you know, uh, you had to appropriate that right. rhythm, but also melodically and sort of uh, as far as the instrumentation, referencing Haiti. Anyways, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Arcos, for coming and bringing all this amazing music and knowledge with you. You know, really appreciate. You sharing this is a long time coming because we've been talking about it for a while, and uh, I'm so glad we've we got uh, to do this. Absolutely, my pleasure, and you know, thank you all of you for the invitation. And anytime you hit me up, I'll, I will definitely come through and wonderful shoot the what's it called, Marcos. For our listeners out there, can you give um, them an idea of where they might be able to hear um, a little bit more of your music? Uh, That's right. I know you got some some wax that you just passed on to us. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, Sure. Thanks for the plug. Um, so, <laughs> my boy Roger Moss and I uh, have been producing music as Lotisco Duro and Los Guapos Sensibles. Um, and if you're curious to check that out, there's a SoundCloud, uh, Lotisco Duro. Um, and 21 Grand, uh, you can find the vinyl there. I mean, mo- most of it is, is sort of sold locally here in the Bay Area. If you're super feeling it, get in contact with the homies here and, and I can help you figure out how to get some. We'll I was, I'm, a, I'm a horrible salesman. I'm like, <laughs> you know, one way or another, the music's going to get out there and I'm just going <laughs> to close my eyes. And um, Marcos just focuses on the music, you know, the, the yeah. business and will handle itself. Yeah. Uh, hey, but I was going to say, if you, if you didn't catch those names, we'll, we'll put them on the yeah. on our track list. So that you know where to, and where please, to find sure. And being that we actually, you handed us physical copies of these 45s, which means we have sole rights to to publish or to post them and uh, yeah. play them. You actually have a moral obligation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, <Yeah>. it's, we, <laughs> we will not get your permission. No pressure. And, and uh, <laughs> we, will, we will play them out. Well, word. I yeah. hope you do. All right. <laughs> and yeah, thanks, you guys. Thank you. Happy Record Store Day. Thank Happy Record Store Day. Buy some Store records, day. everybody. And thank you for joining us once again in La Sala. We're here every month getting together, playing records, inviting our favorite people like Marcos here. Aww. Yeah. And uh, th- yeah, please come join us again. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>